What a great show. Today, we start with the amazing interview on NBC with the head of the Department of Justice. They had all kinds of questions. Of course, none of them really included anything about Hunter Biden. And we go into the latest scandal with the FBI. We also talked to Bjorn Lomberg, uh, who is uh, a... A guy who believes in climate change, but isn't crazy. And Michael Schellenberger, who is the same guy, environmentalist of the year, according to Time magazine, uh, before they started hating him because he wouldn't go along with the madness. This all is around the um, special that we have tonight on the climate emergency. I'm going to show you the countries around the globe that are already in on the Great Reset and way ahead of us that are literally collapsing first one is Sri Lanka. That's tonight at 9 p.m. only on The Blaze. Hey, today's podcast is brought to you by Relief Factor. I can't tell you the change that it has made in my life. I had so much pain in my hands that I didn't think I would ever be able to write again. I, I love to handwrite letters and handwrite things. Um, I, I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't hold a pen or a, a pencil in my hand for more than a minute before my hands would start to cramp up. It was horrible. Then I started taking Relief Factor. I'm painting a storm. I am writing. I'm doing anything with my hands that I thought I would never be able to do again. All because of Relief Factor. I know if you're like me, you're a skeptic. You're like, it's not going to work for me. That's exactly how I felt. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month. I'm one of those people. It is Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com or call the number 800, the number 4 relief. 800 4 relief or relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. You're listening to. The best of the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're joined now by uh, Pat Cray. His <laughs> pronouns are him and her. I don't know how mm-hmm. it works, but mm-hmm. uh, him, I her, have some and news us. On... By the way, him, mm-hmm. her, thank us. you, thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell you. I'll give you an update on the Chaco. Uh, Chaco Taco uh, scandal. Klondike has now uh, decided to drop Chaco Tacos and they won't make them anymore. I think this mm. is due to their racism against those people that come across the border or who like tacos. Um, but they're not going to make them. And yesterday I was pretty upset. Stu was too. And I am um, still a very upset about this I, development. I luckily, I luckily have a crack uh investigative team uh in this case well it was me but um <laughs> i get to the hard-hitting facts here i want you to know choco taco not made by klondike choco taco is a unilever unilever product mm. okay well but klondike and is owned unilever. by unilever so yes it actually is still made by klondike <laughs> 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 okay, if you want to, if you want to play these word games, I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, inflation is uh, uh, starts with two quarters. 
uh, of uh, of uh, decline of our GDP. That's mm-hmm. that's what it is, Stu. That's what it is. You want to change the language? Go ahead. Anyway, <laughs> evil Unilever. You're never going to want a Choco Taco again. Let me give you some headlines from Bloomberg. Unilever sees CEO uh, universe Unilever CEO sees Biden victory as a positive for climate change. And plans to detail the carbon footprint of all of its products, including Choco Tacos. <laughs> uh, next headline. Meet the next George Soros. Unilever's Paul Pullman uses corporate weight to push progressive causes and globalism. Next headline. Food and consumer goods giant Unilever suspends all imports and exports of products to Russia including Choco Taco. Next headline, top 10 contributors to the Clinton campaign. The CEO and the guy who started Unilever. (laughs) That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is also uh, an advocate for the two-state solution. Next headline, UN Climate Conference sponsor Unilever. (laughs) is among the world's biggest plastic polluters. That's right. Mm. I think part of Choco Taco is made of plastic. And Unilever continues to work in Iran while targeting Facebook for divisiveness. (laughs) Those That's all funded. All of that hate funded Mm. by you desiring and buying a Choco Taco. I say I'm glad they're dead. <laughs> Glenn, if if Unilever directly and intentionally released the monkeypox virus, I would still buy Choco Tacos. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm not saying boycott them. Okay. I'm not, I'm not saying that. Okay? <laughs> okay. I'm just saying they're dead to me, but I can't live without a Choco Taco. Um, all right. The, the next one, I would like to talk to uh, uh, you and uh, Pat about the U.S. Mega Millions. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody won, uh, and now the jackpot is just over $1 billion, and I, I just would like to talk about the scam element of the lotto, and that is, I think it says everything we need to know about the American people. No one takes the billion dollars. They always take the cash payout. Mm-hmm. Which okay. is a scam in and so, of itself, that, that they advertise correct. it as a billion dollars, and then there's a whole different number for what people actually get. It, it's a lot lower. A lot lower. It's six, This one is 602.5. apply. 602.5 yeah. million. So, so it's 40%. 40%. So you're leaving, you are leaving 400, $400 million on the table. Mm-hmm. I think this says that the American people are saying two things. Uh, yeah... I don't think the state's going to be able to be around that long. 30 years? No mm-hmm. way. They're never, I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm only going to get less than half of it. So I might as well take less than half now and just enjoy myself. Um, th- the other thing it says is possibly, and Stu brought this up, inflation. Yeah. Our belief in inflation. But maybe the belief that this inflation, not all that transitory, 
because you know they they're thinking themselves like oh that that payment we're giving these people at 30 years i mean that's going to be worth nothing it's be like 12 dollars we're paying them at the end of this (laughs) at the end of this time it's going to say six million dollars but uh that six million dollar payment is going to be worth about 15 cents to the average american today so people are like i know what happens here i know you're printing money constantly so why wouldn't i take all the money now and at least try to get some interest and investment off of it I think that's really yeah. the calculation a lot of people are making. But, you know, you, you would think that with all of the because is there a lotto winner that has not destroyed themselves? <laughs> no. Somebody who's won the lotto and is like, I'm going to buy up a really fancy trailer now. And they just blow all their money on hookers and trailers, I think. Uh, and a nice car. I'm going to get I'm going to get a ford explorer mm-hmm. and so they blow it on really fancy cars like that and before you know they're broke is there no one who has had the common sense to say i don't think i could manage that much money so i'll take it a year at a time so i never for 30 years i never have to worry about money there's yeah. nobody that says that I think some do. I, I don't think it's everybody takes the cash paper, but the overwhelming majority of people do. And I think, you know, a financial advisor would say, well, you can take all this money, you could throw it in investments, you can make 5 10% a year, and it's going to be worth a lot more than this long-term payout. Will which, it be worth 40% more? Well, if you believe, if you, or, you know, you're, these are people who are trying to get you to manage their money, like your money. So like, (laughs) they're like, yeah, Yeah, of course we'll get 10% every year to be worth a lot more. Uh, I mean, I would be skeptical of that. I would also be terrified of having that much money at one given time. (laughs) You know, like I I honestly wouldn't even know. I, I, I wouldn't even know what to do with it. Honestly, it would take research for me to even figure out what I should actually do with that much money. I mean, they only... The only the, you're only protected for two hundred fifty thousand dollars per account, right in the bank. So I, mm. you're you're going to have to do all sorts of stuff to to protect that money. You'd think you're right, Glenn. Like getting a check, I think it starts with. I, I was just reading this. I think it's uh, it starts. The first check comes in at like a million dollars, and then it, it escalates each year. I think maybe it starts at one point five million and escalates each year, and by the end, it's over six million. Like in your thirty years. So see, I just uh, so it'll keep up with inflation. I mean, that's the that's what they're saying, right? I mean, yeah, uh, do you yeah. believe that? I certainly I just, don't. Uh, I just don't believe a thirty-year payout from any government entity is ever going to be paid out to your advantage. Yeah, I mean, if, mm-hmm. if you have a pension, do you believe that you're going to be getting all that money? I mean, I, I think a lot of people don't. You know that are in that position. So do you pay? So do you pay uh, when they when they take out the six hundred? Is it no four hundred million dollars out of this billion? You still have to pay taxes on the six hundred million. So you're probably oh, yeah. only getting three. I mean, only getting, but you. That's really only three hundred million. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, you, that's, I mean, how do you make ends meet on that? Well, and this you is don't. the this is the problem though. What you just did <laughs> is the problem. This is the this is how they get away with it, yeah. right? Like you know, and and the 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 initial payout 
for the full option is $602.5 million. And everyone says, well, I mean, I know I, they said they were going to get me a billion, but I'm only getting $600 million. What am I going to do? Complain about $600 million? And then you pay taxes, much of it going back to the same source you supposedly won the money from. Yeah. Then you're right? down to about $350, million, $350 million. $350 million. And then what? you say, ah, oh, well, I'm still getting $350 million. That's a lot uh-huh. of money. And that's true. However, they've scammed you now. 70% is gone. 70% of the money they were supposedly giving you yeah i mean can you imagine can you imagine having any other product being able to get away with that kind of scam where 70 percent of what you they said they were going to give to you is gone it would be dragged into false advertising like, court. Like think of like some shady, you know, yeah. supplement that makes big claims about you know healing your diseases or whatever. Even when they don't even directly say it, like it'll be like, well, you know, take this and it'll uh, help X, Y, and Z, and you'll solve all these big health problems. Okay. Like these, they get dragged so like through the corona, courts all the time. Like the coronavirus uh, uh, vaccine. Then that's what we're talking about. That's a yeah, of course, Glenn. That was exactly <laughs> the point I was making. Thank you for bringing it up. Uh, <laughs> but like You're it's a, like this happens all the time. People have been stopped from from like producing products for the rest of their lives because they go mm-hmm. onto shady cable channels and run advertisements. You don't even for- have to be. You don't even have to be shady, Stu. You've got you've got you know uh, ad sixty second ads where they are forced to say you might die from this <laughs> erection. Right. I mean. <laughs> It's true. Wow. All of this, wow. and they don't have to say any of this. They just say, yeah, it's a billion dollars. It's pretty exciting. And then in very small print underneath, it says, actually, it's only $600 million. And then you pay taxes, and you're down to $300 million. Plus, of course, every time, if you just let that money sit in the bank, and it, it gets your 0.1% interest you might be getting, when that money comes in, you're going to have to pay taxes on that, too. Again. It's, and then when you spend the yep. money... You're going to have to get taxed on, you know, when you buy that yacht, you're going to have to get another sales tax on top of it. Here's one of the changes I want to, because I don't want a great reset. I want a great reboot. So we just turn the machine off and turn the machine on again, okay? And all the bugs, and we reset to the original programming. Here's something that drives me out of my mind. Uh, my, uh, my house tax and my property tax. Mm-hmm. I never really own my property, ever. No. Nope. Ever. I mean, I could pay my property off, but I don't really own it. And if I don't pay my income tax, I lose my house. This is, that, that's a total it's a scam. scam. It's a that's scam. bigger than the lotto. And then, <laughs> and then, on top of that, when you die, now they're going to stick you with another <laughs> yes! tax. Yes! Because you died, we're going to take half of your Everything you accumulated when you were alive. It's so immoral and wrong. I, uh, I, don't, I don't know how it is, we've allowed them to get away with uh, it. No, and it all, all it does is keep the people who have vast sums of money, it keeps them in power and wealth. Mm-hmm. Because they're never going to, there's no retro, you're grandfathered in. If your grandfather was Nelson Rockefeller, you don't worry about it. You've got money for the rest of your life and your children and your children's children's lives. But we've got to stop these people from being able to mm-hmm. gather money and do this. You know, do exactly what we've done for generations now. All right, back in a minute. Thanks, Pat. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. 
This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. So, Stu, there is a very, very, very important article that I found on CNBC. Here's how to recognize a recession. And it's not what you think. Now, I'm, I'm only 50, what, 7, 58 years old. So it's almost 60 years of knowing what a recession is because that's what they've said to us forever until the progressives took over. Now we re- need to redefine what a recession is. Uh, for instance, it's, yeah, sure, sure, it's two quarters of the um, economy, the GDP, contracting, two quarters in a row. We've always defined it like that, although we've also known that there are other factories, uh, other factors that go into it. But they're saying this is not a recession, and we won't know if this is a recession for at least a year. Oh, Okay, so just about the time that all the elections are over, in between the next election and this election, that's when we'll find out. Definitely not near an election. Okay, all right. So they're saying that um, this is the incorrect term. I think everybody knows we're in a recession, and I don't care what you call it, but this is what a recession feels like. In fact, uh, a, I think a crisis is probably a better definition of a recession, but I don't care what you call it. It's what it feels like and what it actually is that matters. You know, it's like people saying, oh my gosh, there's a huge pod of octopi coming our way. Actually, <laughs> it's octopuses. No, it's octopi. It's octopuses. You're both going to be dead with the huge pod of octopuses coming your way if you're arguing about the stupid turn. I don't care what you call it. Lots of things with eight legs are swimming towards us quickly. So now they're saying that, uh, you know, we'd be laughing stocks if we said that we had a recession when we were creating 400,000 jobs a month. Although that's not true. Were you saying that the job number, it didn't have 400,000? Yes. But what I'm saying is a lot of those jobs, A, aren't created. They're not like, you know what? We're going to build a tower to the sky, which, don't get me wrong, I think the progressives might at some point propose, we're going to build a big tower to the sky. Um, no, these are jobs like, can somebody please take the job at the friolator, please? These are old jobs that we still haven't filled. And so the jobs that are not being created but are now being filled, in many cases are being filled by a person who already has another full-time job. And I love the... Um, I love the uh, the Twitter responses on this one from the blue check marks this week. I said that Monday, and uh, the blue check marks they didn't argue with the the fact because the fact is the fact. Uh, so they just said oh, that's just that's not Biden's fault. That just means those jobs suck. Wait, 
It just means that those two jobs suck. Well, doesn't every Republican get that charge that, yeah, but their their uh, comeback, their growth is all with low-paying fast food jobs? Okay, so that's not the critique this time. The critique is somehow or another, the main job that people have sucks and doesn't pay them enough, so they have to take another crappy job. Okay, okay. Well, why are there only crappy jobs? Hey, maybe because we're not building a tower to reach the sky. This happens all the time, and it is so important. When you can't win the argument, you just change the language. Men can have babies. All right, well, then I don't ever want to be left out of the abortion debate ever again. Men can have babies. That's not a baby. That's a fetus. Uh, Can you please look up the Latin definition of the word fetus? Because I think it means baby. They change the words all the time. Now, listen, we this administration is changing some critical words. For instance, recession. Why? Because we're in one, and it's not advantageous for them to say we're in a recession. So change the meaning. How about this one? We're surrounded by domestic terrorists. Now, we all know what a domestic terrorist is. We all know what terrorism is. Terrorism is creating fear through some sort of a incident uh, that is aimed to change a policy of a person, a corporation, or a um, uh, or a country, some sort of threat or actual use of violence to change policies. That's what terrorism is. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that would include, I think, marching at night, threatening our Supreme Court justice. It would also include those who went in on January 6th and actually bust down the door and were threatening people. Yes, that would be terrorism, too. Parading as a grandmother on January 6th, because that's what a lot of people are being charged with. Parading. That's not terrorism. That's parading. Do you know that I don't think anyone at any time in any country in the history of mankind have ever said that parents showing up at a meeting saying, hey, guys, uh, you're teaching my kid to question their own sexuality and, and, and whether they're a male or a female. Um, I don't think that's a good idea. Terrorist. There's nobody that's ever defined a parent caring about his child as a terrorist until now. So we've had that change. We've had the change. This is all from the Biden administration. We've had the change of the word insurrectionist. Now, what is insurrection? Because I would define that as people who are plotting a hostile takeover of the country which isn't 
what the right is doing. It's what the left is doing. It's what Antifa does, you know, along with terrorism. How about voter suppression? That's a new one. That's a new one. We all know what voter suppression is. Somebody standing at the polls going, I don't think you're going to vote today, boy. That's voter suppression. Saying, no, I don't think Mark Zuckerberg should pay to have these collection boxes uh, they're out, you know, all throughout the community and we should change the way we're voting is voter suppression. That's just called going back to the way it always has been. The other word that um, he's changed is illegal alien. Now, we used to say those are people who are migrants who are entering the country illegally. Alien, not meaning those from outer space, but those from another country. They are alien to our country, just like an American in Germany is an alien to Germans. Got it? It's not a derogatory thing. It's just the definition of what that person is in that country that is foreign to them. So alien is under attack has been under attack for a while. Uh, but now we have undocumented citizens or non-citizen. And the new language saying that they're a non-citizen, I don't know how inclusive that really is. I mean, it sounds pretty dehuman, uh, uh, dehumanizing myself. Uh, I mean, you're a non-citizen, so what does that make me? Nothing? These are these are going illegal aliens are going to be defined as voters soon. So they're changing the language because what was it, Sarah, that Michelle Obama said years ago? Um, something that Barack and Barack uh, knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices. We are going to have to change our conversation. Uh, we're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place. Yeah, yeah. Here's another thing that Biden is changing. The definition of pro-police. Now, what does anti-police mean? Let's start there. Anti-police. That would be someone who says... We should abolish the cops. All policemen are dirty. All policemen are racist. Uh, that they they just higgledy-piggledy get up in the morning, throw their badge on, even if they're still just wearing a towel. They're so excited to go out and just shoot black people. That, I think, would be anti-police. But Biden is changing this. If you're anti-police, you're someone who disagrees with his, his uh, gun bans. That makes you anti-police. Now, I'm trying to figure that out because uh, I, don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's an AR that is shooting policemen. I mean, you could say, well, it's just anti-people. It's anti-school safety. You could say that, wouldn't be accurate, but you could say that. Anti-police, 
Why is he changing the definition of the word anti-police? Because we're riddled with crime. They have to blame the gun. Because the gun is tied directly in people's minds to red state people. Red state people are Donald Trump people. So you make it all about the gun because the people in the cities, they understand how to stay safe. Really? Do you, New York? Do you? Is that really? Hmm? I didn't. Wow, that's uh, news to me. Oh, by the way, uh, when you change the language, you can then claim that you're a big part in making gas prices so much lower and people are happy about it. That's that's the latest claim from Joe Biden. We now have 40,000 gas stations in the United States where the price of gas is only 3.99. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. Thank you for the By the way, 3.99 is still the highest Americans have ever paid for gas. Some restrictions apply. Hawaii and California not included. 3.99 Let's celebrate, everybody. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Hey, Stu, does it make me some sort of a bigot for asking the question if monkeypox is spread mainly, mainly, um, you know, amongst the gay community, and it is branching out. How come no one will tell us why the two children have it? And it's not that I, I mean, I just want to know that it, those children got it from a parent who was snuggling with them or whatever. And I'm sure that's the case. But I so distrust the media. I, I just, I, I would like to know all of the facts of things now. I don't think there's any problem with wanting to know all the facts uh, um, at all. I think it's it's important to know the facts. I think the one of the issues with monkeypox is it's not an STD, you know. So I think no, some people not. are getting that it's confused. Skin, it's, yeah, right. Yeah. It's skin to skin, prolonged skin to skin. It has to be more than a handshake. Mm -hmm. But it's absolutely you're cuddling on the couch with your kids and your face is right next to each other, you know, or you're. You know, whatever you're you're sitting there laying with them on the couch. They don't have to be naked or anything else. Right. Right. But I just they, they won't say how these kids contracted it, which is, I think, kind of important because it's not a sexually transmitted disease. Right. And if the answer is maybe it can be passed, like, for example, maybe you have an uh, uh, if one of your so a monkeypox sore is open in some way, maybe it can be passed in much shorter contact. And if that's true. Very important for we people to know. know, right? Like, you know, we I should know. I heard a, an we interview with know. a guy. Uh, I it was on it was the New York Times podcast or maybe ABC News where they were talking about to a guy who had monkeypox and he's doing much, much better uh, now. And he had apparently apparently he said it was incredibly painful and he had, you know, sores all over his body and apparently really, really rough. But he's now feeling much, much better. And he has. Uh, only one more sore left uh, or pimple left uh, from monkeypox. It's in the palm of his hand. 
And I was Good. like, that's so, a, should know. You, you should, should know when you're place. shaking hands. I know they yeah. kept, they were all over yeah. us on COVID to not shake yeah. hands with people, yeah. but it might be something you want to consider yeah. in the situation. But he, they well, were saying that if, if you were to shake hands with this person and then, for example, touch your eyes, you could still pass yes. it that way, which, you know. Sure, uh, sure. That's, that's obviously significant. Well, we should know. Yeah, you should know. <laughs> we should know. We should know. There's a, you know, there's a uh, uh, White House um, press conference in the Rose Garden today. Um, the president is clear of uh, COVID now, uh, and so we're glad to hear that. But he's going to tell us all about COVID today in the Rose Garden, which I think is so great. I wish, I honestly, I think probably he's better now because he has such a great doctor in Jill Biden. Uh, she's an amazing doctor, really. And well, I don't take it from me. Here's Whoopi Goldberg on Jill Biden. And Dr. Jill becomes a surgeon general. His wife. Yeah, Jill Biden. Joe Biden's wife, because she, you know, she he would never do it. But she, it, she, yeah, she's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. I she's I a doctor like, and PhD. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't stop have, just I don't a second. <laughs> okay, so she's, she's an amazing doctor. She's. She has a Ph.D. in education. So, I mean, I just it's one thing, by the way, this is she's already apologized for this. This is an old clip of Whoopi. But uh, it, it is amazing to me that she says she's a doctor and an amazing doctor with authority like she knows, mm-hmm. like she I, I had a physical with her and it was fun. It was fun. And she found leprosy and treated it before it ever became a problem Mm -hmm. she's an amazing doctor you have no information she's a phd in education such a great clip because it shows how they talk about this stuff every single day on the air on that that particular show and many others but like she literally has no information of whether she's a good doctor or not she only has a positive impression because she's married to a democrat that is literally all she knows about the situation, and she's she's yes. trying to convince millions of people of a f- that this person that she should, should be, be appointed our surgeon general. Surgeon general, <laughs> based on that, right? That's how yeah. dumb these people are. And, and I intentionally can speak because I, yeah, you are a doctor. I can speak on because I am a doctor. Mm-hmm. I'm a doctor, and Whoopi, anytime you need surgery. Call me. Um, By the way, uh, Vogue just did a piece on uh, uh, Olena Zelensky. Uh, That is the uh, wife of the uh, leader of Ukraine. She's on the front page. And, you know, it's really nice because I remember when uh, uh, another foreigner was on the front page who did some amazing things. Um, um, What was her name? Melania Trump. Oh, no, wait. She wasn't on the cover of Vogue. Or any magazine. Hmm. That's weird, seeing that she was a model and everything. But she's not a doctor. So, uh, by the way, um, Ukraine is the friendliest place on Earth. Um, Vladimir uh, Zelensky has come out and said that he would like Ukraine uh, to charge J.P. Morgan, Chase, City. HSBC, he wants them prosecuted for war crimes because they are still doing business in Russia and with Russia. And normally, I think war crimes is a, you know, it has to have a pretty high threshold there. 
um, and uh, some ally of ours, huh? Um, but anyway, um, uh, in this case, I don't really have a problem with the banks being charged with war crimes. Uh, you know, now maybe it's it's not based entirely on what they're doing with Russia, but St. Louis is being sued after the mayor signed a bill using COVID relief to fund abortion travel costs. Now, I know when we voted for COVID relief, oh, we didn't. Well, I know when they voted for COVID relief and they said, you know, these states really need it. I didn't think like three years later, they'd still have a bunch of it laying around that the city could go, hey, here's something we can do with that money. And uh, pay for abortions, but uh, hey, no big deal. Beverly Hills City Council has uh, voted to not enforce L.A. County mask mandates. <laughs> Never thought I would be all right, Beverly Hills. But I am. Uh, and this one from CNN, by the way, tomorrow. Tomorrow, an epic takedown of CNN and epic takedown they wrote a uh, story about christian nationalism oh no that really it's white christian nationalism that i mean if you're a member of a church and it's you know it's not all progressive you're just part of this christian nationalist movement and um you should be eliminated. Well, anyway, they wrote that on Sunday, and the article is still trending um, on Twitter. And I didn't respond to it on Sunday because I wanted to do some research with something that CNN uh, would have in the old days recognized as facts. An epic takedown of that article. Read it. Be prepared because it's insane. And I have the actual documents and records to prove it. Uh, but CNN has also said now red states are building a nation within a nation. The case was just the latest example of how red states supported by Republican appointed judges are engaging in a multi-front offensive to seize control of national policy, even while Democrats hold the White House and nominally, uh, nominally control both houses of the House and the Senate. Red states are moving a social policy sharply to the right within their own borders on issues from abortion to LGBTQ rights to classroom censorship while simultaneously working to hobble the ability of either the federal government or their own largest metro areas to set a different course. To a degree that was once, just a decade ago, unimaginable, this broad offensive increasingly looks like an effort to define a nation within a nation, one operating with a set of rules and policies that diverge from the rest of America, more than any almost any previous era well any previous era that was uh, post the progressive era yeah yeah um any any era really past oh 1990 yeah yeah this is what we call constitutional rights um you should read about it cnn it's it's in the bill of rights 
Uh, and you can find that just just Google. It's very hard to find and understand when you read it, too. It's so hard. There are words on the page. Um, but uh, just specifically look at the uh, ninth and well, the eighth, ninth and tenth amendment to the Constitution. And you'll understand that states have the right to do that. And the federal government, for instance, health care cannot give you that right because that right is not in the Constitution and they don't print rights. God gives us rights. So a state that wants to do health care, they can do that. I have no problem with the state of Massachusetts doing it. The reason why states don't do it is because it doesn't financially work unless you can print money. So that's why they've kicked it up to the federal level, because economically it doesn't work. So if a state wants to do it, they have that right because of the Bill of Rights. And it's uh, supposed to be 50 little Petri dishes, 50 little different experiments. We're all supposed to be able to do things the way we want. Why should I have to live like California lives? Why does California get to dictate to me what I'm doing in Texas? For instance, in California, they just, well, they didn't actually pass a bill. It was just one of the regulatory agencies in California that decided they had the power to start taking uh, and billing you for the water that you have on your property if you have a well. Now, I understand if I'm buying the water from some city project, you know, if I'm getting the water from a dam someplace else, yeah, you should charge me for the water because the state put the infrastructure in and everything else. But when it comes to water on my land, that's when we in Texas say, get the hell off my land. Um, but why should I live like California? They're insane. And the people in California think we're insane. That's fine. Once in a while, maybe we'll visit each other. You know, and we'll say, those people are crazy. They're good people. They're good people. But they're crazy. And I wouldn't want to live there. A lot of Californians say that about Texas. Wouldn't want to live there. A lot of Texans say that about California. That's the way it's supposed to be. We don't have to live there. Don't tell me what I can do and what I have to do, and I won't tell you. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Na, 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 na.